Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Contact Centre podcast where we'll be looking at the topic of getting more from your contact centre team through improved coaching. Once again we're continuing to press ahead with our format of sharing presentations that have been taken from popular call centre helper webinars. Today's presentation comes from customer service expert Gavin Scott who has worked as a consultant alongside international brands such as EE, Virgin Media and many more. In recent times, Gavin has designed a range of learning interventions to help you deliver both exceptional customer service and develop happy, engaged and focused teams who provide consistently great customer experiences. During this episode of the podcast, Gavin will share some of his many insights from these learning interventions, which center around inspiring your contact center team to boost their performance. So without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to Gavin's great presentation. Coaching, it's just another buzzword, right? You know, are you getting a return on your investment when it comes to coaching? Do you have people who say to you, just don't coach me, I haven't got time, or you're not coaching me, are you? Or don't grow me, certainly something that I heard a lot of people say to me during my time at O2. And we want to make sure that we get full return on investment when it comes to the coaching activity that we carry out with our people. And so the purpose of the session I'm going to share with you today is to give you a few ideas, a few hints, tips and tricks that will really help to make sure that your people fully embrace any of the coaching activity that you carry out with them. We know that coaching is a massive investment when it comes to making time to do coaching. And I think some people have already said, you know, sometimes it's challenging to find the time. It's a massive investment. And we want to make sure that we get a return on that investment. If I'm going to invest some time in my people, helping them and supporting them, I want to get something back. And so, like I said, I'm going to share with you a few ideas that will definitely help to set you up for success when it comes to getting a return on your investment. In every organization, we have values, we have principles, we have behaviors that govern how we show up and how we interact with our, with our people and how we interact with our customers. And these values, principles and behaviors, they're there for a reason. You know, we believe that if everyone adopts these values and behaviors, it will move us closer toward achieving our overarching objective or our company mission. So they're massively important. And when it comes to coaching, we want to make sure that our people embrace the solutions that we share with them and they carry out the actions that are agreed. They own them and they take full accountability. So like I said, this 15 minute session today is going to set you up for success with any future coaching activity that you carry out with your people and provide you with some return on investment. And when it comes to feedback, you know, what can feedback be? Of course, it can be constructive and it can also be positive. What we often do is focus on the stuff that's wrong. And so why do we do that? Well, you know what? It starts when you're very young. I remember coming home from school one day and I said to my mum, I said, mum, did a spelling test today. I got 18 out of 20. What do you think she said? Which two did you get wrong, Gav? I got 18. I picked up my GCSEs. Uh, when I was uh, 16 years old, back in 1990, showing my age there. 
And I, I walked outside the school and my granddad was parked in a green Renault 5. These cars were all the rave back then. And I opened the car door and I, uh, I said, granddad, granddad, I got three C's. I got five D's and I got a G. What do you think he said? What do you get a G in, Gav? I'm like, granddad, I got a G in Welsh. I mean, I've only been doing it for two years. I'm really pleased that I got a G. But we're very good at focusing on the negatives. And um, yeah, it's certainly something that is in our DNA because where does it come from? Well, you know, it comes from our ancestors. If you think back, our ancestors would think to themselves, right, okay, we've got to survive here. And so if they had a situation where they saw a rustling bush, they would think, okay, is it a rustling bush or is it a saber-toothed tiger? It's got to be a saber-toothed tiger. So run away. It's about survival. So it's in our DNA to focus on the negatives. And sometimes that shows up with us in the workplace. Now, I spent 12 years working for O2 uh, based in Leeds. And I said to the guys in the contact center there, there was 450 heads. I says, you give me a, a high performing team and I'll make them average. How will I do that? Well, I'll focus on the negatives. I'll focus on the stuff that they were getting wrong. I'd make it my job to catch them doing bad things and I'd call them out on it. And by doing that, they think to themselves, I'm no good at this. Because all the Gav talks about is the stuff that I'm getting wrong. They'd have low confidence, low self-esteem. They just think, what's the point? On the flip side, I said, you give me an average performing team and I'm making the best. How will I do that? I'll focus on the stuff that they're getting right. And when that happened, I'd be there to say, love that. How you ended that call then, brilliant. You picked up on the gold dust from that conversation and that made a massive difference when it comes to our customer experience. The meeting yesterday, you really took ownership of that issue. And, you know, I, I really appreciate the approach that you took there. Great work. I'd pick up on all the good stuff that my guys were doing and I'd make sure that I was there to, to call it out. Now, I'm not saying that we ignore the stuff that's going wrong. I'm not saying that we ignore things that our people might not be getting quite right. You know, it's our job to pick up on the stuff and we owe it to them to let them know where they could improve a little here and there. But ultimately, we've got to make sure that when they're doing good things, we're there for that as well. And so we're thinking about lockdown and, you know, people uh, working remotely at the moment, sometimes a simple phone call will go a long way to say, listen, I know we've not had time to connect very much, uh, not been able to listen to some of your calls, but you know what, just talk me through a bit and then give them some praise, give them some praise on it. They'll love it. They'll love it. Are you someone who focuses on the stuff that is correct? Are you someone who focuses on the stuff that people are getting wrong? So, like I said, it's our job to make sure that we catch people doing good things. It's interesting. I do an exercise in one of the training events that I do, and I place a cross on the floor, and I say to uh, a leader who I blindfold, I said, right, okay, you've got to make it to the cross. And there's another leader who's got to guide them into that cross. And I say, you can only use two commands. The commands are on course and off course. That's all you can say. Now, you'll be surprised about how many people, when the leader is on course, they stay quiet. They say nothing. But as soon as they go off course, you can hear them shout, off course, off course, off course. And at the end, I say, what was the reason why you didn't focus and say on course when they were on track? And they would say, well, they're on track. They don't need me. 
And I'm like, they do. They need you to give them the confidence that they're doing the right thing. Mm. So you say on course, on course, on course. You see how quick they'll go then. So it's our job to make sure that we catch people doing good things and we let people know when they're on course and also occasionally when they're off course. There's a little bit of science to this as well. Let me share with you some science. I came across an article back in 2014 by the Harvard Business Review, and it talked about the neuroscience of positive conversations. And in this article, it said, when you give someone some negative feedback, the endorphin that is released inside the body is the stress endorphin. Yeah, it's called cortisol. And guess how long that stays active in the body? When you give someone some negative feedback, cortisol, it stays active for 26 hours. 26 hours. I mean, that is just crazy. Now imagine if you were if you were injecting cortisol into all of your people, you know, what sort of a negative effect would that have on the team? And some of you may have heard the research by a guy called Jim Ron. And he talks about you become the average of the five people that you spend most of your time with. You become like the five people that you surround yourself with the most. And I know it's a bit different in the moment when it comes to remote learning. But when we get back in the office, let's have a think about how I can really focus on creating a high-performing team. Maybe reduce some of the cortisol that's being passed around. So when you give praise... What happens then? Well, the endorphin that, that we release in the body is called oxytocin. And guess what? This stuff stays active for far less than cortisol. So what's key is that you've got to feed people, feed people with plenty of praise. I mean, doesn't it feel great when someone gives you some praise? I mean, just this morning, the teachers of my two young daughters made a quick phone call and they just said, Lulu, I know it's a bit tough at the moment, but, you know, I'm seeing some of your work that's coming through on the blog. You have some great photos. Well done. How do you think Lulu felt? Because she's like, I can't believe it. The teacher's phone me, Dad. Isn't that great? It's a little thing, but it goes a long way. Hi, everyone. It's me again. Before we get back to Gavin's great presentation, I just want to share a quick message with you from those of us here at Call Centre Helper. It's great that so many of you are listening to our podcasts. And if you want to find even more interesting content to help you run the best possible contact center, make sure you pay a visit to our website, www.callcenterhelper.com. We have everything from in-depth articles and reports to industry-leading webinars and important call center tools like an Erlang calculator for you to enjoy. I will leave a few interesting links in the description box below so you can check out some of this really helpful material. But for now, let's get back to Gavin's really interesting presentation. Okay, so thinking about parenting, I mean, I mentioned that I've got three kids. Just imagine if all I focused on was the stuff that my kids were getting wrong. If I criticized them, if I picked them up on the stuff that they weren't doing well, if I was negative towards them, what sort of kids would I bring into the world? They're not going to, you know, try new things. They're going to be quite critical towards other people. They're going to be quite negative in their approach. They won't take risks. So what I do is I make sure that when it comes to my kids, I really think about how I can pick them up on some of the good stuff that they're doing. When they do great things, then dad's there to say, love that. When my son's playing football, great pass, Sam. You did really well there. Love that. I've got to pick them up on some of the things that they're doing well. 
right? And so when I want to have a challenging conversation, they're more likely to embrace it. And that's what coaching is about. We've got to think about how we guide our people and encourage them to embrace some of the challenging conversations. And we also need to make sure that when they're doing good things, we're there to catch them in the moment and catch them in the act. Okay. So some of you may have heard of uh, the phrase that Stephen Covey talks about. It's called the emotional bank account. And he talks about the importance of putting deposits in your people's emotional bank account. Let's think about this for a second. The more praise that you give to them, the more deposits you have going into that emotional bank account and the more in credit you are. And so when you want to have a challenging conversation, you've got credit. You can make a withdrawal. But if you're not doing that and you're not giving praise and you're not catching people doing good things, then ultimately you're going to be overdrawn, right? You've got no credit in the bank account and that's not a good place to be. So... I mentioned with my kids, you know, I really think about filling the emotional bank account. It's about the effort, right, that they've made. And certainly in, in the workplace, I'd be thinking about really calling out the values, the behaviors, the principles that you want people to show up with more. Because if you give them recognition and praise for that, guess what? They'll do more. They'll do more of it. And so with my kids, I'm feeding the emotional bank account you know, they feel good. I'm in credit. And so when I want to have a challenging conversation with them about something that wasn't quite right, there's more chance they're going to embrace the feedback. Now, I'm not saying that it always happens. And um, there's definitely been times over lockdown where there's been quite a few challenging conversations and it's been a bit of a challenge for everyone. But over the lifetime, they recognize that, you know what, every now and again, that's definitely going to give us some great feedback for the stuff that we do. And so they do more of it. So. We've got to think about how we focus on catching people doing good things. When good things happen, it's about making sure that you're there to celebrate that success. And if it's challenging during lockdown or challenging with remote working these days, then how else can you think about catching people doing good things? You know, it might just be a simple email that you see or, or a conversation that you overhear or whatever that might be, but really focus on catching people doing good things. Now, just to summarize, we've looked at the need to focus on catching people doing good things. You know, do you focus on the good stuff that your people are doing? We know that there's some science that sits behind it and, you know, we can fill the emotional bank account with that praise and that appreciation. And that's going to make sure it puts you in credit. But ultimately, you make a choice in terms of how you want to show up. You make a choice in terms of what you want to do. But if you want to get full, in, full return on investment from your coaching activity, I'd encourage you to start making sure you do plenty of deposits because the returns will definitely come in the future. Thank you. Thank you to Gavin Scott for the great presentation. But before we end this episode of our podcast, I just want to share with you some of our favorite tips for contact center coaching that were shared with us by the live audience on our original webinar. For starters, we had the following tips sent in by Erica who recommended role play with your employees that struggle the most, have them play the customer and do all the things that they need coaching on so they can see it from the customer's side. At the end, ask them to coach you on the interaction. Another tip was sent in by Lindsay who said, be specific with your feedback and praise. Great job doesn't give the same boost as your handling of that difficult customer is admirable. 
Finally, this last tip was sent in by Alex, who says, when coaching an advisor who's listened to the call, ask them to rate it out of 10. When they say their score, ask why not zero to drive them to say what they did well. And why not 10 to help them explain what they need to work on. Simple, but very effective. This technique doesn't feel like coaching. So there we have it. Three great tips for us to finish on. But while this episode has come to an end, we'll be sure to be back soon. So stay tuned and thanks once again for listening. The Contact Centre podcast is produced by Call Centre Helper, the leading contact centre magazine. You can subscribe to our podcasts or give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. You can also access our entire range of podcasts through the Call Centre Helper website by visiting callcentrehelper.com forward slash podcasts.